Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let's all be seated. And Mr. Benefield, will you please come on? Uh, if you don't know Rick and Mosetta, this is a good family to get to know. Uh, Matt's quoted a verse. I was look, trying to find it. It says, if we, if we say that we follow Jesus, we ought to walk as he walked. Help me out, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> if we walk as Jesus walked. Okay. Um, I messed it up. So, <laughs> but my point was that a lot of people talk about the grace of God and these folks live it. Mm. Their lives show it. Mm. And so I, I, um, I wanted to highlight just what they've been through. I wanted to know more about what they've been through recently. Uh, and just to give you a little background, if you're new, um, their work of the grace of God. That's right. Ask them sometime, just their story. But we're going to focus today is... Uh, Mosetta had a kidney transplant this last December, and so he wanted to talk about what that was like and then how they got through it. And so I'm just going to throw out some questions, and they're going to take it from there. So um, first one I wanted to check with, and I've got uh, uh, Maria Melling is in the back to correct me on anything I may say that's inaccurate uh, medically. So I'm going <laughs> to defer to her if I, if I don't get the right stuff out. So um, first I'd like to to ask Mosetta if you could uh, tell us um, what it was like to be on dialysis and what that what you went through when you went to how long you're on it and such like that uh, okay hello everybody um, I just thank God for all the mercy that he's bestowed on our family uh, and me I mean I, I can't begin to tell you the struggle it was, but the higher power, God was so awesome that he walked with me through each and every moment. From the time they said, you're gonna have to go on dialysis, until the time they said, we got a kidney waiting for you, and even beyond. Um, Maria, she is an excellent person mm -hmm. to ask medical. Um, when I was on dialysis, when I first began, I I had so many uh, thoughts that I didn't want to go on because I heard the word dialysis. The word meant to me, die. That was the beginning of the word, die, dialysis. And, but my faith in God helped sustain me and get me through that fear. Um, I prayed. I, I uh, Ephesians 6, verse 10, 
I have a prayer partner, uh, Betty um, Fisher, and we would always meet all through the week, and she taught me every morning when you get up, you put that armor on. Fight the devil. God will fight him for you. And to the day, I just finished reading it this morning because I got up kind of late. And Gary kept me up pretty late last <laughs> night. <laughs> Susie did. <laughs> and Susie. <laughs> um, but I put the armor on each and every day. Um, when I got to dialysis, I didn't know anybody really there. I didn't even really know the doctor. But God sent someone, and he sent Marie. There was a face that I knew from church. There was a bind there that said, hey, if you got problems, take it to Marie. <laughs> and as I had problems, Marie and I would talk about them. She helped me get through a lot of stress that I was caused at the dialysis center. Because if you don't have a Christian faith, you run into a whole bunch of different people that talk that talk, but don't walk that walk. Maria walked that walk, and she walked it with me. And I want to thank you. Each and every day I think about you. And I just, I love you so much because you helped me through a lot. And I guess I went all the way over your question. Uh, now, what was your no, question no, again? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where I wanted Marie to correct me, is uh, the kidneys perform a function in your body of um, filtering out impurities and then eliminating them in the urine. And if your kidneys shut down, you have to go on a machine that filters out your blood for you. And so I wanted to know what that was like going to dialysis how many times a week and three times how long a week. did it take? When I first started off, it was uh, three and a half hours. Progressively got up to four. Then it got up to five. Then I worked it back, well, God worked it back down to four. Uh, Rick came in one day and he said, Doc, you guys are killing her. Uh, she can just barely make it home and just barely make it to the bed. And at that time, he was the one that had to do all the housework and everything else. Uh, getting hooked up to the dialysis machine, um, I always was, I always had Novocaine, uh, lidocaine, to ease the pain from the needle. And, and it, it was tremendously a uh, big stress. Um, it took so much out of your body uh, that you couldn't just urinate and get it off yourself. But it filtered your blood and cleaned it. And it was the hardest time to sit there and go through it. It, it wasn't really painful, painful, but you knew that you could sit there. And you, all these machines, and these people were hooked up to it, and I was hooked up. And all you could see all four hours was blood, blood, just going through the filter, cleaning and cleaning. A lot of times I would say, hurry up and clean it and get, let me out of here. And so I needed to, I, it was always running through my mind, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing this. This is taking too much out of my day. Because you go in, you're there for 
almost an hour before you get hooked up sometimes. And then you have to wait till the bleeding stop after you run the four and a half hours. So you were there five, five and a half hours. And a lot of times you would end up vomiting and, um, and it was just, it was really extremely hard. But God saw me through it because I prayed each and every day. That would always take me a, a, a Bible or something to read to strengthen my faith. And sometime when it got so horribly that I felt like I just couldn't stand it, he would always renew my spirit. And he would always renew me and say, it won't last forever. Uh, I had a lot of people ask me, well, aren't you anxious about getting a kidney? I said, in God's own time. I don't want to pick it, and I don't want man to pick it. I want God to pick it. After nine and a half years, God picked the right kidney for me. And so it, the people that's on dialysis, I, I have a great love for them because I know what they're going through. And a lot of people don't encourage them. They don't have the family support. And I thank God I had family support. My husband was my rock. I wouldn't have made it through it without me. Well, let's hear from Rick on, on that. What was it like for you, Rick? Well, you know, last night when I was at your house, and I was thinking about this, and I thought it would be okay. But it's not okay because it's too emotional. Yeah. I kind of... Um, I kind of I kind of push things back, you know. The Bible says that a, a cheerful heart is good medicine, and so that's what I tried to maintain. Mm -hmm. And church had a lot to do with that. The kids in this church had a tremendous effect on my being able to be to be cheerful. Mosetta has always been so very very strong before she got the, this dialysis thing came up. I mean, uh, full of energy, always wanted to take the lead, not wanting me and Ashante to do anything. And then when she got sick, it all changed. And uh, when you when you love somebody and you see them dying and there's nothing you can do, she suffered way too much. And there was nothing I could do. And, uh, I thought this would be easy, but it's not because I never allowed myself to really focus like this. But I sit here now and I reflect back on the days I would pick her up from dialysis and she would fall out in the car. I'd have to help her in the hospital, I'd have to help her in bed. And I'd go in the kitchen to get her some water or get her something. I would hear her throwing up, I'd have to run back in. 
I mean, out of a, out of a week, we might would have a, a 24-hour day that was normal like it used to be. Most of the time it wasn't. And I had to maintain a certain face for Shante because I didn't want him to worry. He was worried about his mom. And we kind of disconnected from her family. And my family's way back east. So we didn't have that, that support either. But God gave me something. And once I started using it, I was able to quote a lot better. It was simply the Lord's Prayer. And he defined the Lord's Prayer to me. When he said, give me my daily bread, it wasn't food. It was strength. It was the ability to love others in the midst of my pain. You try to cheer up other people in the midst of my pain. And uh, so every day, every single day, I would wake up and I would say the Lord's Prayer. And during the day, I would say the Lord's Prayer. Every time times would get so tough, I mean, man, it's, I can't even begin to count the times I thought my wife was dying. And I was sitting beside the bed, baby, you okay? She was so brave, and I knew she wasn't okay, but she was so brave. I'm okay, don't worry. And I would say the Lord's Prayer, and her spirits would change a little, and she would get through that period, and I would get through it. And so I just want to say that, you know, I am so blessed because for so many, I'm 68 years old now, and for so many years of my life, I lived selfishly, not when it came to her, but when it came to other people, other things, and you're living a life of crime and drugs and and then I would sit and I would say, well, why are you blessing me so much when I don't deserve it? And every time the word grace would come to mind. And it's not by what we do. It's by what he does. He loves us, you know. And, uh, you know, God don't say things are going to be easy. That's that. It's not a promise of his. The promise of his is that if you lean on me and if you trust me and if you love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, I will give you what you need to get through the trials and the tribulations that the devil brings upon you. So, it's a painful thing. You know, I, 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 I wish that I could erase it from my memory, all the things I watched her go through. Some days she would get out of bed and I'd have to catch her. She would about, about fall. And I would still have to put on that face. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest part, is mm -hmm. pretending that I was okay for her, for Shantae. I've never had to do anything that hard, yeah. you know. And living a life of a, a criminal in the past, you get used to putting on a false face. And that's easy. 
It wasn't easy this time. Pretending that everything was all right, that I was okay, and I could smile. But uh, God is amazing. You know, so. This is uh, one of the things I admire about both Rick and Mosetta is just mm -hmm. that some of us struggle with doubt and, and uh, discouragement. And uh, you've always been an example to me mm -hmm. of that. And I'd like to, some of that to rub off on you. Mm -hmm. But I know that sometimes it's just, like you say, putting on a face when your heart's broken. Yeah. When you're. But I wanted to find out about when you got that call. Mm -hmm. When you mm -hmm. got that call that they had a kidney for you. Tell us about that. Well, I, I was leaving on a, um, a di not dialysis, but... Um, physical therapy because I, I was having problems with my back and it was 10 o'clock in the morning and I, I said well I'll go over here to Bymart, um get a few things for Shante I don't know why I was thinking about him you know as per se for wood making sure in the winter it was going to be winter no idea that I was about to get this kidney mm -hmm. and I go in the I get out the car and this guy was standing there and he said, um, hello, beautiful black queen. And I said, I looked around to see who he was talking to because I felt like I looked like I was horrible looking. And, um, and he said, I'm talking to you. And I said, oh, thank you. I said, I'm doing uh -huh. great. So I uh, went on in the store, did my little shopping. First time I've ever went in and shopped. I mean, I was like that. Rick hates to go shopping with me because he said, I see everything. Shopping, that's what shopping's about, isn't it? Right. <laughs> he want me to go right there, get what I got to get. Right. And get. You no, make no, a list, no. you stick to the list. But I you're looking for prices. This is a little cheaper than that, honey. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm trying to get to that place. But anyway, uh, he's learning. I, you know, he's learning. She's got some more learning I'm to learning do. to stay home when she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great with me because I'm not rushed. I can take my time. Uh, but I came out of by Mart and, um, and I went and got the car because I was getting firewood. And uh, the young man was still there ringing the bell. And he said, oh, I'll uh, put that uh, your stuff in the car for you. And I'm like, why is this guy helping me so much? But it was God because he had, he was preparing me for this phone call. And I, the phone rung and I, hello. And the lady says, uh, Mosetta Brown? And I said, yes. And she says, uh, how soon can you get to Seattle? And I said, well, who are you? <laughs> and, uh, she said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm from the University of Washington and we have a kidney for you. And I said, well, I'm at the store, but I think I can leave in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy put the stuff in the car and, and said bye. And, I, and I, I noticed, I realized that that was God working already ahead of time. So I called Rick real quick, and I'm driving, I think, fast. I'm not even sure how I got home. And I said, Rick, I said, uh, and he had just went to meet George. in a meeting with George Sessa. And I said, Rick, 
they just called me and they said they got a kidney for me and they want to know how soon can I uh, um, be there. And at the same time, I was hearing Rick tell George, hey, man, I got to go. My wife got a kidney, and we're going. We're on our way. So I drove on, and I got the phone, and, I, and then I called Ashante. And I said, Ashante, I said, Mom needs you to meet me at home. They called me, and they said they have a kidney for me. He said, I know, Mom. Dad already told me. <laughs> and, and he said, look behind you. And I looked, and he was driving up behind me, mm -hmm. just waving, smiling, throwing me kisses. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, God, this is the right thing because it's everything's working together. And I had, and they tell you when you uh, even apply for a kidney, this is nine years ago, and so I already had my bags packed. <laughs> had been waiting for nine years, and, and I know all the clothes in the suitcase probably was either too small or too large. So, and I get home, I can't find the suitcase nowhere. Rick said, don't worry about it. Just grab a few things. And I was grabbing everything. I need this, I need that, I need this. He said, you don't need any of that. I'll pick it up later. Mm. So away we went. So Rick said, uh, call the state patrol. And I'm like, we're in the car on our way to Seattle. Call the state patrol. We're in Tushi. And he said, uh, so I didn't hesitate to answer. I called the state patrol, came through the car phone, and and he he told him the uh, description of the car. My wife, they just called. We got a six-hour window to get to Seattle for a kidney transplant, and I am gonna be speeding, but I'm gonna have my uh, flashes on. And she said, "Well, I don't know if the state patrol see you. I'm sure they'll stop you and give you a ticket." And she said, "But we'll have it on record." Rick said, okay, because I, I'm, I'm going. And I mean, I he said, <laughs> three hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> the low speed was what, 85? 85. The low speed, 85. And I'm saying, you know, I usually always, I'm like my mom, I always ask God for a man just like my dad. Be careful what you ask God for, because I got <laughs> He's just like my dad. And so I always say, Rick, don't you think you should slow down? And he, oh, yeah, you know. But this time, I didn't say one word. <laughs> Away we went. State patrols, we saw them, and they were just flagging us on. And like he said, three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, we were 30 minutes away, and the guy called me, the doctor, and he said, well, how close are you? I said, about 30 minutes away. And I said, but my husband's driving, so probably about 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> and sure enough, we drove right into the University of Washington. We get there, we get, uh, go in, and like I was telling you, they said, uh, take a shower. That was the best shower I ever had in my life. I was in there, and I was just showering and showering, and just thanking God for what he'd done for me and how he had brought me through. So Rick said, well, uh, what time will she be going in surgery? They said, oh, probably in the morning. Oh. Rick said, in the morning? <laughs> and so I was supposed to go in at 8 o'clock that morning, but I didn't go in to 10. It was a six-hour surgery, and 
but I was knocked out, so it seemed like I was in and then I was out. And so um, when I came to, there Rick was sitting there smiling, and he was steady asking the doctor, how did it go? What, what all happened? You know, he said, oh, everything's okay. And the doctor said, it's fine. So the doctor came back in that, well, that evening, I was laying in bed, and I told Rick, I said, um, uh, he had went and ate lunch, him and the Shanti, and then he came back. And, he, and I said, Rick, I said, I want to go for a walk. He said, go for a walk? You just had a six-hour surgery, you know? I said, I know, I want this kidney to get this kicking, you know. <laughs> so around the hospital area we went, and I got back to the room, and I said, we, can we go another time? And he kind of just looked at me, he said, I think you're kind of overdoing it. And the next morning, the nurse came in and said, well, how much urine um, have you been making? And I said, well, in the last seven years, about a drop. <laughs> and she said, and excuse my words, she said, well, honey, you are peeing now. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, yes. <laughs> because on dialysis, you don't urinate, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so that was the big highlight of it That's, all. I got a call from you at that time. I think you're trying to get a hold of Susie. Yeah. <laughs> you're so excited because I can pee. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> But uh, God has just been so extremely good. He, he said, be faithful. And that's what I have always tried to do, be faithful. Through all kind of difficulties, all kind of problems that arose, I still tried to keep my faith. Well, I kept my faith because I knew in his time, and anybody that's going through anything, any kind of medical, rely and lean on God. He'll see you through. He will bring you through. And he might not bring you through when you want it, but he's right on time. He's yeah. right on time. And, you know, and I, for, for like nine years, I kept saying, well, it don't really matter to Rick, do it? Uh, because he never showed any signs. This is the first time I've ever seen him break down. And it just... I, you know, it's beyond words that he held it in all that time because he was building me up. He kept encouraging me. And at times I'd say, I just can't do this. And he said, what do you mean you can't do this? We came too far. Mm -hmm. You can't give up. I said, I'm not giving up. I'm just giving out right now, you know? <laughs> and, and it's a difference between giving up and giving out. Um, Sometimes you have to take that break. And you have to, you know, but he just kept pumping it to me. Sometimes I would want to say, Rick, if you don't get out of here with that positive thinking, let me be in this negative mode for a minute. God's going to see me through it. You know, because when you go all the way down, it's nowhere but up. And God always sees in you. When you're going down, he knows you're going down. But that's when your faith is, looks up to him. That's when you... Lean on him, and that's what he wants you to do. And and I always would say, Lord, Father, I know that you love me, and you know I love you. And whatever you have in store, I'm willing to walk that walk. And 
Ashanti was just great. I mean, through it all, you know. This morning, I, I wanted him to come, but it was just too much for him to have to relive it. And because he was such a trooper, he'd come in, Mom, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And he didn't know I was almost, I felt like I was dying. But um, God's good yeah. all the time. I wanted to ask about, um, I guess I was under the impression that once you got a kidney, then things would be pretty much okay from then on out. But you were describing to me the, the type of medication you take now and how you got to be careful around certain people. But um, Mosetta takes, uh, you, you named it to me last night, but anti-rejection medication, which as I understand it, your body, your body's immune system attacks diseases that are invading it. And your kidney, it, the way it does this is it identifies what's part of you. And so if you have something that's not part of you, like a kidney, by the way, where'd it come from? Some guy in Hawaii? Hey. <laughs> Good kidney. I don't Hawaii. know how I'm going to put this Afro-American slash, but there it is. <laughs> so I guess what, what they do is that your body will reject it unless they kind of fake it out and tell it nothing to see here, just keep moving. And so you have to take this medication, but the side effect of that is it compromises your immune system. So tell us a little right. bit about what you got to be careful about. Uh, that's why I wasn't here last Sunday because I've had, you know, sinus trouble, nothing like what I'm having now uh, because the uh, uh, anti Excuse me, rejection medicine suppresses my immune system so that my body don't say, hey, this is a foreign object. We got to get rid of it. And then it attacks it. So I, and I just counted my medicine to see exactly because I wanted to tell it right. I take 20 pills in the morning at 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock at night, I take another 12 pills. And uh, I take six uh, tacrolimus, and that's uh, one of the main uh, anti-rejection medicine. I take prednisone, um, and I take my forte, and they are all anti-rejection medicines. And I have to stay on them for the rest of my life. Thank God. Thank God. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. what's the pill? You know, especially when you know you're going to get up in the morning yeah. and have energy to do what you got to do, yeah. you know. And so with all the medicine, um, and this is my head nurse. <laughs> I'm supposed to take it. We went to a class that we didn't have to go to. Everything I could find out about it, uh, what was going on, how to live after the transplant, we went to it. And we went to it together. And... And I heard everything they said. Mm -hmm. He heard everything they said. And believe me, at 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, Mosetta, you better take your medicine. It's 8 o'clock um, at night, like last night. Uh -huh. it's after 8 o'clock, you better take your medicine. And because they, they really stress that if you take it after mm. the time, right. it's still right. not keeping you yeah. on the same program. So... Um, the medicine, one of them costs, everybody hold on now, 
One of the medicine, which is uh, tacrolimus, it costs $1,890 for 30-day supply. The other anti-rejection medicine costs $980 for uh, a month. The prednisone, which is by far to me is the worst because it blows you up, um, it's about $11.10 for a 30-day supply. <laughs> and, but, you know, when I, uh, everything started happening when I, after I got the kidney. I never had liver problems. I never had heart problems. Well, I had to go into the hospital for one day, and they said, oh, your pulse is uh, 35 and you're not supposed to even be living. And so they immediately set me up appointments to go to see a heart specialist. And I, he, I take all the tests before I get there and I get there and, and I, Rick said, just rely on God, don't worry about it. We, if whatever's wrong, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna, it's gonna get fixed. We get there and the doctor came in and big guy and he just smiling and he said, well, how do you feel? And I told him, he said, well, what medication? And it was Lopressor. And he said, if you were my patient and I was in control of your blood pressure medicine, I'd throw it out. He said, we're gonna, I'm going to call your doctor and tell him what he needs to do with it, her, she needs to do with it. And so right afterwards, um, he, he looked at me and he said, nothing's wrong with you. Go home. Sweet. And I'm like, Rick said, I told you. I said, <laughs> I said, yes, thank you, Jesus. You told <laughs> And then, right before I got ready to come home the last time, they said I, my liver enzymes had went up. And I said, oh, God, is something else? And I could just hear his voice. I'm in control. I got you. I got your back. I've been walking with you all this time. I'm not leaving you. I said, well, bring it on. Let's do what we have to do. So they put me on 10 milligrams, I mean 100 milligrams of prednisone. And Rick said, <laughs> the pharmacist, I'll never forget, he said, um, it's going to cause her to be anxious. She's going to be moody. Uh, and I'm just, you know, letting you know, it's not really her, it's the medicine. And Rick said, well, I've been going through this for 38 years. That's nothing new. And I'm like, oh, oh. This prednisone is pretty good because I can get away with talking crazy. To him. You weren't working, was you? I worked it a little bit. <laughs> He didn't hear that though. Yeah. <laughs> and then they tapered me off 60 milligrams, and but that was in a week. I went from 100 down to 10 milligrams. But by that time, it had already done the damage. I mean, I left when I got the kidney transplant. I was about 209 pounds. Um, after they put me on that prednisone, within that week, I had gained almost 60 pounds. Mm. And then I, I went to the doctor and I said, you know, it's hard for me to breathe. It's, I'm just, 
I'm not feeling good. You know, I, I'm just swollen. So he said, well, let's just give it another week and see how it, you know, if it comes down. Well, by that time, when I got in there, I was 271 pounds. And he said, uh, we better give you some fluid pills right away. And so I went back two weeks later and 24 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. And I went back Wednesday, this past Wednesday, and I'm still getting off fluid. So I'm down probably 20, I was 38 pounds down Good. from there. So God's got it in control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Although I didn't feel good, I, 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 the kidney has never been a problem as not feeling good. And I've had a couple biopsies. Um, and they always let Rick right there in the room with me. And he'd always hold my hand. And they, you know how the doctors say, well, squeeze my hand. The nurses always squeeze my hand. <sighs> He's strong because I was squeezing and I was squeezing it. And then it was over with, and but I just can't get enough of saying how wonderful and good and gracious God is. You know, I was going to ask, um, what do you think the purpose is that God has given you a kidney and you're alive? What do you think He's got you here for? I'm not. He's not finished with me yet. He's got a lot for me to do. And I, I just need to let you young people know, each and every day, I thought about you guys. I thought about that junior church. I prayed for you guys. And I knew you guys was praying for me because I felt it. Um, I would get, she, Mary Beth would text me. I mean, not text me, but she'd come on Facebook. And she just make me feel so good. Uh, Remy. I just love you to death, you and John. You guys have been such a support system for me. Every one of you. I mean, names I can't even mutter right now. You guys have been there. You stood by me. You walked with me. I mean, everybody at the hospital know what Christ Community Fellowship is all about. Mm -hmm. And not because of I'm such a good person, but it's because the love that they saw that was poured in through you guys to me. And I just want to thank you and let you know that I love each and every one of you. And I might not ever be able to get a chance to get around to everybody to tell you how you lift me up. I mean, I could sit there later in the bed and see faces, faces of the kids that I just loved and I miss. Um, and I kept telling Rick, well, you need to go home. You need to go to junior church. You need to do junior church this Sunday. And then one Sunday, he, he was here. Shante got sick, and then he, he couldn't get back because the weather was so bad. God gave me a chance to be alone in that apartment, and, and I had time to reflect on what he's brought me through. I mean, I, from day one all the way through, seemed like I, I could see it. And I could hear him say, I told you so. I kept telling you I'm carrying you. Stop fretting. Have faith in me. And that's why I believe so wholeheartedly that he has me here for a reason. I got too much work to do. I have too many lives that I have to touch. 
because he's given me this life to touch everybody that comes into my, my world, to my little space, because I know I'm a living example of what, he, what his grace, what his mercy will do. Never fret, never fret. If you're at the door of death, God is the one that can snatch you back and say, I'm not, you're not done. You got much more for, for me, for the two, for me here on earth. And that's what my, my whole goal is, is to reach out and touch as many people as I can and do for as many as I can. I love each and every one of you, and you just don't know how it makes me feel to say, hey, I got a church home. I have a family. And every time that they would ask me, well, where is your family? Walla Walla at Christ Community Fellowship. And you are my family. You're my brothers, you're my sisters, and you are my kids. God is so awesome. I want to say, I uh, want, yeah, I was going to ask, uh, Rick got a message from who, Cameron? Yeah, this is this is our God. It's it's uh, and He does this all the time for me. When I when I'm at my lowest, God will send something along to take my mind off of that and put it where it needs to be. And Cameron, I have like I know his aunt. She works at the hospital, and and for a while we talked about Cameron being able to get back to church, and there was a little problem where they weren't letting her bring him. And then the last week he was here, and I was so happy to see him. He had his little cousin here who knows the Bible, I think, better than Pastor Matt. And this kid is 9, 10 years old. I mean, he said, oh, yeah, I go to a Christian Christian school. And we, I said, okay. But every time we'd ask a question, his hand would be the first one up. But Cameron just handed me a note, and it says, uh, it says, Dear Mozetta, I hope you feel better. I am sorry that you are hurting this much. Get better soon from Cameron. P.S., Good to see you again. Mm, and so those are the kind of, I mean, those are the kind of things that, you know, God put it on his heart and sit there and write that because he knew we needed to hear that, you know. So thank you, Cameron. Appreciate it. The one thing I, I huh? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There was no regret, and that's why he said that I was going to keep it. Yeah. And that's I right. appreciate it. Yeah. 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 I said, this was the best Christmas gift I could have ever got. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, Jesus. This is your day. This is your birthday. And you mm. gave it to me right before. So, thank you, Jesus. Well, a wonderful Christmas gift. Mm. I see. We see you as uh, God's gift to us. Mm. And in, um, well, I'm having trouble. <clears throat> I, uh, I just so admire you too, and uh, the way you live your lives, and the the way that you uh, get through things. Hopefully, that if you're going through a tough time, you can pick up what God has been saying to you this morning through this couple. And I would encourage you to ask them beyond this. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff 
that uh, God has been saying to them during their life. And uh, I'd really encourage you to talk with them. However, if you're sick, then don't go see him. Okay? Call me, though. Yeah, call, call her, <laughs> but don't go see him. So, so uh, got to be careful about that. But I just want to thank you, too, for sharing this. And I wanted to pray for you, you. Uh, now. And we'll close. Dear God, thank you so much for... Um, for Rick and Mosetta, thank you for the way that they live and acknowledging your grace and faith. We want to thank you for uh, bringing Mosetta a kidney. Thank you for the doctors and nurses of the hospital. Thank you for the friends and family support. And we pray that uh, you'd help us to seize the day as Mosetta and Rick are. You'd help us to see what you've made us for. Help us to endure the tough times and seek you out when our strength is not there and when we think we're on our very last rope. We pray that you would uh, fill us with your spirit. pray that you would encourage us and that we would be able to encourage each other. Thank you so much for them. Amen. Amen. And I have just one more thing to say. Okay. When I uh, have to, after I'd been on waiting for a kidney for so long, I went to Portland. They kept saying, well, go and sign up with Portland. And when I went to Portland, they said, oh, it's a short wait, so you'll get a kidney within this year. So that was my answer. God had planned. And when I got the call from Seattle, um, the people in Portland called me two days after I got, had the kidney and said, okay, we've got a kidney for you. And Rick said, she's already got one. She's wow. here in Portland. Okay, well, we'll take her off the list. But the amazing thing was about it. Now, I've been waiting nine years for a kidney. God supplied two. <laughs> when I got to the hospital um, and after surgery, the doctor finally told me, well, we had two kidneys waiting. If one didn't work, the other one would. At the hospital? At the hospital. <laughs> And so, just saying, he don't come when we call him, but he's right on time. That's right. And so, okay. I just, you know, I just praise God and I just thank him. Because he, boy, he's, he is amazing. <laughs> it, it, Pat, uh, uh, Pastor Matt was singing uh, the last song. Uh, today, and he don't know. I started to go out that back door running, cause that is my testimony. Mm -hmm. He's amazing, and it's his amazing grace mm -hmm. that'll help us and keep us through. So if you ever have any problems and you get to the point where I just think I just can't make it, call me. <laughs> we can pray together. Not that God answered my prayer solely, but He'll answer yours too. So I just want to let you know again, love each and every one of you, and thank you so much for letting us. It's an honor to be able to share. And I know my husband probably saying, now you can be quiet. <laughs> well, thanks All so right. much, Mosetta. Right. You guys are great.